on the left side. Stone to the right, back in front, they score! Tic-tac-toe to Donov, back to Stone! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Theodore finds Wah in the slot, but overtime hero against Montreal, sets it up for Theodore, he scores! Vegas wins in overtime! Shea Theodore, the hero! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Getting you set for the last game before the All-Star break for the Vegas Golden Knights as they host the Buffalo Sabres coming off an impressive 2-1-1 road trip against four beasts in the Eastern Conference. And now they get a team that's on its way back to respectability but not quite ready to challenge in the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, from Section 104, Darren Millard here for our number two of the VGK Insider Show. And then Doug Marsh steps in for the pregame show leading up to face-off with Dan Duva and Gary Lawless. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, 14-23-7 uh, and seven on the year. That's one win off their title total last year, so they are a little bit better. And the Vegas Golden Knights tied for first place in the Pacific Division, trying to separate themselves from the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, calling this game with Dan Duva will be Gary Lawless, who joins us from the broadcast booth, which is approximately 25 feet away from where I am in Section 104. Yet Gary likes to be pampered and wants his own space, so he will not join me face-to-face. Hi, Gary. It's an odd way to treat a guest. Well, you're not really a guest. You're more of a colleague. Okay. <laughs> I told you I was going to annoy you. Yeah, it's your show. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, don't, it's don't, don't real, really good for the listeners right now. <laughs> don't, don't forget about it. Um, so you've got the whole come back off a road trip situation. That works against the, the Golden Knights in the, the hockey vernacular. Uh, you have last game before the All-Star break, which works against everybody. And then you have the Buffalo Sabres, who are perceived to be uh, not in the same caliber of the Vegas Golden Knights. Is this game a real challenge when you look at it with those three uh, things lined up in one column? Yeah, no, I would throw all of that stuff out based on the fact that the top six did uh, absolutely nothing offensively uh, for most of that road trip. And they will all want to... Uh, be getting their games going uh, so you know i think mark stone max Pacioretty, uh the misfits all of those guys will want to be involved offensively tonight uh I, you've got the potential for a couple of young d-men to be playing tonight uh, as a result of uh what has pete DeBoer said this morning uh we we have three young guys uh around you could see one of them or you could see all three of them so um you know those players will will inject something into the lineup. And I think Robin Leonard is just kind of getting comfortable with his game right now. He's going to want to be sharp as well. Plus, it's the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, you know, for the players, the return of Cody Eakin is a huge deal. Uh, Alex Tuck as well and Peyton Krebs. Eakin was a huge force in the dressing room on this team. And uh, for all of those reasons, the Golden Knights should be ready to play tonight. Uh, let's go through uh, the lineup, and let's start with Robin Leonard. Like His time in Buffalo didn't end well. I think that there's still chip on the shoulder, might be a little bit too strong, but motivation from Robin Leonard to, to beat the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, and I also think Robin got a hard time in Buffalo from uh, from the fan base. He talks an awful lot about uh, the fan base in uh, on Long Island as being in, you know, he has the tattoo 
of uh, Long Island on his neck, and uh, uh, he, it was very emotional for him when he returned uh, to, well, what didn't return, it's a new, new rink there, but his first time at the new building, and uh, I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think chip on the shoulder is too strong. I think, it, I think it's probably very accurate. Gary Lawless joining us uh, from the uh, Vegas Golden Knights broadcast booth on Fox Sports Las Vegas as he gets set to call this game with Dan Duva. The Buffalo Sabres against the Vegas Golden Knights, last game for the Golden Knights before the All-Star break. Uh, on the blue line, the possibility of three young players going in. I don't know whether it's going to be three, but if it is one or two, uh, do you have an idea of which ones it, it might be? Well, based on the fact that Pete DeBoer uh, said that Caden Korzak was the best of the young defensemen at training camp, and now that Caden is finally healthy, uh, and Mir Miramanoff would be the first guy I think would go in uh, because he's played for them this year and he's done a good job. He's earned more opportunity. And then I think it would be Korzak would be the second guy. And uh, if they had to use all three, uh, Braden Pahal has been uh, real steady for the Henderson Silver Knights. I know that they, they think very highly of him uh, down there. So that, uh, that would be my order. Uh, Paul named team captain of the Henderson Silver Knights, yeah. uh, 13 captain in franchise history. And uh, Korzak would be a National Hockey League debut as for Paul, but uh, Korzak would uh, cut his teeth. And Mirmanov, like, I can't wait to see that guy score in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I think that what has to happen for Mirmanov is he has to, to stop deferring to the guys that he's playing with. And I think it's he always looks to make that pass. Whereas, you know, in the American League, gets the puck and goes. And, right. uh, and, and you know, really is assertive. And we need to, he, that, that change has to come in his game. And that would come from confidence, I think, more than anything else. So uh, we, we keep an eye on that with, uh, with Miro, as they call him, uh, if he indeed is in the lineup. How well would you have to get to know him to call him Miro? Well, I don't want to call him Miro. What I want to do is sing to him. I want to sing Here Comes the Miro Man, uh, which is a uh, an 80s alternative new wave hit by the Human League. That's what I want to do. It's the only song you know because you're always singing it in the office. And I know a lot of songs. That's the song I choose to sing when his name comes up. Huh. Up front. Nolan Patrick was between the two uh, big boys uh, the other night. Uh, what do you think of his performance? Yeah, Nolan, I think, you know, I described this to Dan uh, on the one of the shows. He's like a wet match. You keep striking it and striking it and hoping that it's going to catch fire. And if it ever does, uh, look out. Uh, you know, he does a ton of things really well. Uh, he's a really smart player away from the puck. He supports his teammates really well. He's positionally sound. He's a smart player. His confidence is starting to come. And, uh, you know, he had a, a two-point game on that trip. Uh, he, you know, he's, I think he has three goals and five assists now. Uh, he missed uh, 21 games. That's a lot of hockey. And, uh, you know, it, it, listen, his career has been littered with injury. And uh, he was put in a situation... Uh, with another organization where, you know, that there, there was pressure on him. Uh, his confidence was was really torn down. And the other thing, too, and I've said this to Dan as well, Brett Howden and Nolan Patrick came here and physically were behind 
guys like Nick Hag and Zach Whitecloud who had the good fortune to break in with the Golden Knights and work with people like Doug Davidson right from the beginning. And uh, you know, I think Nolan and, and Brett are catching up. I, I think they're both guys that were fit and they're strong, but not man strong. And that is something that uh, that comes, uh, you know, as you get a little bit older, but also, uh, you know, when, when you're being trained and, you know, they're really working hard on fixing your physical deficiencies, which is something Doug Davidson is tremendous at. Golden Knights against the Buffalo Sabres tonight to complete the pre-All-Star schedule for the Golden Knights. A great week of uh, hockey uh, entertainment uh, coming around the Las Vegas Valley. We've talked about that, and we'll get into it uh, in more detail tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, we're chatting with Gary Lawless. Uh, it's it's uh, interesting because I, I mean it as, as one of the greatest compliments I can give to Nolan Patrick, but his production and his influence on the fourth line is much bigger than I ever expected. Uh, I think of him as a top six forward and, and playing in, in that role. But he went down and, and played the uh, ice time that, that he did on the fourth line, and they made it happen. Yeah, the, the big factor there, Darren, is that they're still good players. Like mm. when he's with Carrier and Colasar, they're guys that can play up in the lineup. And Colasar, you know, you know this from uh, your time in Canada covering junior hockey. Colasar uh, was a, a big part of one of the best lines in junior hockey for a number of years with Matt Barzell. Right. He can play with good players. And Carrier has been on the top line in Vegas on a number of occasions this year. So it's one thing to put uh, a player like Nolan Patrick on, on a third line, on a fourth line, with a couple of meatheads that can't make plays. Yeah, that's going to handcuff them. You put them with Carrier and Colasar, who are guys that can make plays, and that allows him to still do a lot of the, you know, the only thing that holds him back in that situation is ice time. But he does get, even when he's on that fourth line, he gets second power play unit times, minutes. We're with the VGK Insider, Gary Lawless, on the VGK Insider Show. We had Tavis Strand on uh, a little bit uh, ago at TV Strand on Twitter. Uh, before we get to a piece of sound, because he had a couple of things to, to say about uh, the broadcast and, and how he constructs a show on television and working with uh, the likes of Dave and Shane and that communication and then uh, turning it over for the intermissions. Uh, but on the radio side, uh, I'd be uh, mistaken not to get sort of inside your head what what's dan doing right now what do you do uh right now in the, in the two hours leading up to a seven o'clock face-off dan is editing uh, some of the interviews that he's done earlier today and he's got a really good interview with uh, Braden mcnab and then an, uh, and then another one with steve spot dan is um a, an artist when it comes to asking questions and not by accident before he sits down with someone he prepares it's not a guess it's not a, a, what am I going to ask them? He knows what he's going to ask them, and they're good questions. And, you know, the great maxim is short question, long answer. Mm -hmm. Dan is really good at that. So Dan's editing, and then uh, at a certain point in time, we'll start to talk. And we'll start to talk about the game. Like, when's um, that? When does that start to happen? Uh, well, it, it, it depends on the road when I don't have a TV duties, pregame TV duties with you. It starts... Uh, you know, five five thirty for a seven o'clock start, um, and uh, and we'll pronounce the names on both rosters. Uh, Dan will uh, have uh, you know 
he'll have questions for me. What do I want to talk about that night during the show? And we'll kind of plot out where we want to go if we get a chance. And then, of course, the game takes over and uh, you throw the plan out the window. But, you know, Dan has taught me about the bucket. You fill your bucket before Mm -hmm. the game with all the information uh, that you can use. And hopefully you don't, you never empty that bucket. Uh, uh, you never get it dry. Uh, and uh, I don't think that's ever happened to us. We normally have something to talk about. But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, it, it's um, uh, we plan. We work together and, uh, and talk and plan about what we want to do that night. And that bucket, you, you want to pour it out like drip by drip. You don't want to dump half of it out in the first period no and you know what the game really dictates uh like you know there's a, there's a it's it's like a baseball game in some respects you know the first three innings the play-by-play guy sets the scene uh the middle innings uh you know that's the time for uh for potentially uh, a little storytelling uh depending on how the game is going and then the last three innings that's uh, how the game is uh, that's when it's decided so uh you know i I've learned to be succinct in uh, in and I'm still working working on that as a has a, um, a col- an analyst color commentator and uh, uh, you know Dan has things that he has to do and and wants to do there's non-negotiables in a broadcast he builds the frame and uh, hopefully I get to uh, you know hang the curtains and maybe put some paint on the walls at some point in time with Tavis, he's in contact with Dave and Shane from the truck. Do you yeah. guys do you guys work with a producer or no. is it you you guys Dan's throw the, under Dan's, break? Dan's the producer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then and when we and when we go to break, uh, th- we'll, you know that we'll have conversations about uh, things we just did or things we might want to do or there'll be a play that you know I'll say, "Hey, I want to Did you see him do that? That's something I want to talk about if we get a chance, but uh, this is this is Dan's show. There should be no mistake about that. Before uh, we get into something uh, a little bit more fun and, and off topic, Braden McNabb signs that three-year contract extension, um, two point eight million dollars for a guy that's uh, that's been here for a, a long time. Uh, just your your thoughts on on Braden McNabb sticking around the organization? You know, it, it's it's so it's it's interesting. You know, players are. They're their own PR uh, companies, right? You know, and some guys you know a lot about because uh, they talk about themselves and they, you know, they have Instagram accounts and, uh, you know, you see them out and about. But that doesn't mean that they're that they're the most important people. And it, it's like Braden McNabb, if you had a mic on the ice, Braden McNabb is maybe the most talkative golden knight on the ice. He communicates with his teammates all night long. And then when you go into the dressing room, well, when you could before COVID, he's a quiet guy, you know, he'd come in, take his equipment off, and go do his work. Um, the physical aspect that he brings to this team, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's top five uh, most important players uh, for the Golden Knights in when you bring in leadership, culture uh the fact that he does some things that nobody else can do or will do uh he's a very important player and at that price um real 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 good value for the organization 
And for Braden, some more security, uh, some more money in the bank. He'll buy some more land in Saskatchewan at some point in time if uh, if the price is right. It's just uh, it's a real good signing all around. Have you looked at the price in Saskatchewan? I haven't. I'm not interested in buying any land in Saskatchewan, so I haven't checked, but um, I'm sure Braden has. I'm sure he didn't have to check. I'm sure he knew. Yeah, it's a, it gets a little bit pricey uh, down south with the where the oil is, and if you can get those oil rights, uh, then then it's a then it's a big boon. Uh, Michael Amadio also gets the deal. We we had Logan Thompson on in the first hour, so we've covered off that, and he was fantastic. I listened; he was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. so so cool to, to to listen to him and 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 that relationship with Kelly. But uh, Michael Amadio comes uh, through through a different route. Uh, off waivers, and he had the the real crazy couple of months, as you know, Gary, going uh, traded to Ottawa and then uh, signing with Toronto and picked up off waivers uh, by the Vegas Golden Knights, and and now he gets a multi year deal. Yeah, very happy for uh, uh, for Dan talks to uh, Braden McNabb about land in his interview with him. So oh, just, he does. Uh, yeah, he does. Well, there's a story there when McNabb signed his first extension. With the Golden Knights, Dan said to him, what are you going to do? And he said, uh, oh, I've already been on the phone with my father. His dad is uh, Kim McNabb, and he's a, a, a farmer around uh, Davidson, Saskatchewan. Yeah. I've already been on, with my, on the phone with my dad, and we're going to buy some land. So they, I think they bought a, a couple uh, couple sections or, uh, or or something of that. I'm, I'm not a farmer. I don't really know what a section <laughs> is. I think I, th- I think it's a bunch of acres. <laughs> I was gonna say, just, just throw acres out there, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and no, nobody knows, but they've heard acres before, and they just think it's really cool and it's a lot. So just throw yeah. acres. All right, yeah. No, but a section <laughs> is a whole bunch of acres. It's an yes. area. Yeah. I think they bought a couple sections, and uh, so Dan asked them about it uh, in their interview today. What did you ask me before? I, before <laughs> uh, Mario. I, uh, Mario. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great story. I think he's been a fantastic player for the Golden Knights, and. Um, uh, like great depth at uh, at the right price. Like th- those guys, Howden, uh, Amadio, like uh, um, they got they got the Golden Knights. They were a big factor, or have been a big big factor in the Golden Knights being in first place uh, going into the All Star break. It's um, th- they've been real important. I've got a piece of sound for you. This is Tavis Strand. Yeah, TV just before Strand. you just before you play it. Um, I get to talk after it, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's not going to be a hit oh, run. I'm, I'm not going to sandbag you. Okay. Well, you no. would. You, well, you got to. You got to ask that question. Before. I would never do that to you. Okay. All right. Maybe well, maybe go. on TV, like when we got to fly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I might yeah. do that, but never, uh-huh. never on radio. So, Chapman, right. can you say you you cut the clip? It's uh, it's producer. Uh, uh, Tavis Strand, who is the game producer for AT&T Sportsnet and the Vegas Golden Knights, and he was on with us uh, just to talk about the intricacies, uh, the ins and outs, some of the uh, things that people may not know about a, a television production. So uh, set it up for us, Chapman. Okay, well, one of our uh, followers on Twitter, Lou, Papa Lou, he, he wanted to know a question, so I asked Tavis the question. All right, Tavis, I, I think we all probably already know the answer to this question, but we got to ask it just, just for clarification and, and probably some, some chirping in the future. Oh. But which on-camera, this is from Papa Lou, uh, he wants to know which on-camera personality spends the most time in the makeup chair? Would it be Darren Millard, Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty, or Gary Lawless? I'm going to say it's not Gary Lawless. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the best answer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, 
I'm going to say it's Dave Gosher. So, I don't. I think I, that well, was the, that was a shot uh, by Tavis. No, at you. no, it wasn't. No, that was a total shot. It's. Uh, I, I. You're trying to frame it as that because that's what you do. You like to stir the pot and have other people fight your battles. But no, it's not true. And the person that wear that wears the most makeup is Millard. That's the truth. Oh, I, I wear the most makeup, but I don't yes. spend as the, the most time well, in the makeup chair. We don't chair. have a makeup chair. Go, Gosher would do it, and we all forget, agree on this, this because this, Go, Gosher, Gosher likes to be pampered. That's why I, he would, would spend the I, most time in the makeup chair. I wear the most makeup yes. because uh, I've, I've come from that background, yes, and exactly. I know that, yeah. it, that it's very important. But yes. Tavis definitely meant that on. as a shot. I forget to put it on, that, and that's uh, like on the road last week. Like if I'm just doing the one <laughs> – I don't like to wear it. Like, I don't like to put it on in my hotel room and have it on. Like, I like to put it on before I do my hit and then take it off right after. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyways, so uh, that's uh, the inside of the house. Look at that. Oh, um, uh, nice to see him show up. Yes. So, uh, uh, the All-Star, he's here for All-Star. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the story there. Um I don't spend a lot of time in the makeup chair. I'll tell you what, though, when I uh, when I was lucky enough yeah. to do stuff for TSN yeah. in Toronto, yeah. or or Did when they a- came when they came to the Great Cup or the draft, like and when they brought a makeup uh, mm-hmm. person with them, yeah, absolutely, I I enjoyed that uh, that experience for sure. Hey, the uh, the one in Toronto uh, when you were actually in the chair in the studio, they they would do the airbrushing. You ever get that done? No, that was cool. No, no, Felt they that. didn't have that at TSN, or not, not, not. Maybe, maybe when they rolled in James Duffy and uh, and mm-hmm. the uh, and the the heavy hitters. No, I but I would go to do the reporters. So I, our listeners here in Vegas, they'll remember there was a show on ESPN called The Reporters, and it was Mike Lupica, um, Mitch Album, uh, and John Saunders uh, uh, moderated it for a long time. They had the same show in Canada. Dave Hodge, the uh, a uh, uh, longtime uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster in Canada would uh, was the host of it, and I would get to do it, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight times a year. They'd fly me in from Winnipeg, and I'd get to be part of it. And, and they uh, it, it it had the green room with uh, food when you arrived yeah. there. It was the it was high end. It was and the you full, actually put uh, some effort into your makeup. The full That's deal. I, I didn't. Uh, they had that uh, you'd go into a big room. It was really well lit, and there were. Four or five, I I, we, four or we, five we, people in there uh, that would uh, help you out. We were in that same location for the longest time. We would uh, share makeup uh, facilities with TSN. It oh, was yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, look down at the ice. See the All-Star logo? So that's going to yes. be different tonight. Yep. Uh, yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong, and it's not just my eyes. The face-off dots in the offensive zone, are they, like they're not red. No, it has the NHL shield uh, uh, oh, it in, does. in there. Yeah. You can uh-huh. see it from the earth. Okay. Yeah, I just thought that was a bit uh, changed. Some of yeah. the different things that uh, and the ice crew, like they gotta, there's some advertising and they gotta take it down, put it back in. Like the the ice crew at T-Mobile and uh, some of the same uh, staff from City National Arena, they're awesome because they've had to do this, put a new sheet in, and then uh, and then get it out. And so they're they're working overtime, uh, just like you are. Uh, thanks for doing this, pal. And you and Tavis, uh, don't do it tonight because there's a 24-hour rule. But uh, sit on that for 24 hours, and then you guys uh, get to the bottom of that that little jab that he gave you. 
Uh, yeah, okay. It's like it, the, you totally baited him. Like I know who to blame. I didn't. It's, I don't know. It's, it's Chapman. Chapman asked the question. I didn't even ask the question. Mm-hmm. So, so take that back. Yeah, I was. I, I was kind of hoping it was Darren, just so we can make fun of him a little bit more. Yeah, that. Uh, I was surprised at the answer. It's television. You wear makeup. It's not even something I know. to make fun of. I, I, no, he was meaning that you don't spend enough time in the makeup chair. I know what he meant. I don't I think for, that's what he meant. I forget to wear it. And they, no, no, they tell me. Why, why don't I get notes? You didn't have makeup on last night. Like, I'm like a big guy. When I get worked up, I get, I, my, my, the temperature changes, like the colors. I'm like a, what's those, uh, what's that lizard? I'm like a chameleon. Chameleon? And uh, I'm like uh, I'm like a butterscotch tartan by the end of the thing. If you start turning green, I'm, I'm signing off, and we're, we're getting you to the, to the hospital. Uh, have a good call tonight with Dan. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, Gary Lawless uh, with us. When we continue, it's one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, some uh, information to bring you up on both uh, tonight's games what's happening on the ice uh, after uh, the early schedule, and then a little bit more about the Buffalo Sabres and the Vegas Golden Knights. It's uh, the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
it will have an impact uh, because younger players who are ineligible for waivers uh, will be brought back and forth because you can you don't risk losing them. Uh, think about that. Uh, uh, what what what's happened a, a couple of different times where uh, a younger player has been called up in, instead of the veteran because uh, of, of that situation. Uh, I want to mention uh, the Florida Panthers. Congratulations to, well, that team is just on fire. They scored another eight goals in, in a game the other night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. They put up nine on a couple of different occasions and then threw a snowman on the board. And a big part of their success has been Anton Lundell. Keep that name in the back of your head uh, for a little bit because Anton Lundell uh, from Finland has just exploded. Uh, he had 15 points in the first 27 games this year. And then in the month of January, put up 17 points in 15 games. So more than a point per game player. And he's been named the NHL's Rookie of the Month. Uh, that uh, That's huge. That puts him in the running for the, for the Calder Trophy. You win NHL Rookie of the Month at any point during the season. And Detroit's got those great young kids in Nashville with uh, Tanner Janot. Uh, we know what uh, what Toronto uh, Michael Bunting is getting a, a, a lot of love right now, but uh, and Matt Boldy uh, should mention him uh, with the Minnesota Wild as uh, as he's been recalled. I don't know whether there's enough runway left for Matt Boldy because he hasn't played in the National League uh, the entire year. But Anton Lundell uh, was a big part of that performance a couple of nights ago against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Florida Panthers offense. You you look at the standings right now, and where where the Florida Panthers are in in goals scored and it's scary Chapman how many more goals they're scoring than every other team in the National Hockey League and we're talking uh, high flyers like uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs with with all their talent and uh, the likes of, uh, of of the Tampa Bay Lightning Florida is plus 58 in goal differential they're knocking on the door of 200 goals and you go through the numbers Pittsburgh scored 151 goals uh, Tampa scored 154. Uh, the, the Colorado Avalanche are the closest, just over 180. Vegas scored 153, and they scored a lot of goals. But but nobody's even close to what Florida's doing offensively. Yeah, and it kind of really speaks to the, the job that Robin Leonard did last week against that team because he only gave up the two goals. And this is a team, as you mentioned, they were averaging pretty much four goals a game at home. And, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> at the end of the day, Darren, as good as I think they are, they need to prove it to me in the playoffs because it's all great that they're putting these numbers up during the regular season. But last year, they, they looked like they were a, a live team and they ended up getting beaten by the Lightning pretty easily. So That was kind of their first year in yeah, that but, competitive standpoint. I wasn't as surprised last year that they... I mean, they they, they finished first in the division and uh, and were able to... Or second in the division? I I, yeah, I think that. they were the 2-3 matchup. 2-3 matchup yeah. with, with Tampa. I... They, they play Tampa, and they play them hard in, in, in that series. A uh, couple bad uh, breaks for Yeah, them. absolutely. Well, the, the issue with them was they had to play three goalies yeah. because they couldn't find one to, to, to really stick. The one aspect that I will say I think is, is, is pretty impressive is that they're doing it with an interim coach. Mm, yep. That's, uh, that's fair. I've heard rumblings that, uh, that they may apply to get Quimble back for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just it's out there. It's Sort of in the I'm guessing that would sphere. that would not be good PR. Well, is it? I don't know about that. 
if, if you apply, there's nothing that hurts you uh, from, from applying. And the National Hockey League, I, I don't think uh, that would be up to them to decide whether it's bad PR. But out of, from a Florida Panther standpoint, trying to win the Stanley Cup, I don't think PR comes into play. It would be more no, no, the but I, I ruling think, uh, side of it. I think there'd be a lot of negativity that went along with that. Because as much as I'm for second chances, I don't know if enough time has passed you know, you, 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 you fire the guy and then you bring him back in the same season. That I think that would well, sit well with a lot of people. Not fired, but... Uh, but yeah, Forced to resign, on. basically. Uh, Jonathan Huberto is the first star of the month, uh, speaking of the Florida Panthers, and he lights it up. He's a guy that I could see doing one of those Michigan goals, but then he said that he didn't know how to do it. <laughs> you hear that? He said he, he, faked, he faked it out. He faked doing one the other night. Just to see if the and then he passed it in front and they scored, <laughs> and, and then they asked him afterwards and he said he didn't know how to do the Michigan can't do it so he thought he'd try to go for the fake and it worked. That is funny. Do you believe him or do you think he's just causing I, a distraction? I, I I think he could be maybe uh, lulling some people into into yeah. a false sense of security with that one. Uh, early candidate for Vesner. As we hit the all-star break, UC Saros, Nashville Predators. He's the second star of the month, and Brian Rust is the third star uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But UC Saros, he is getting a lot of love for a very good reason. Yeah, he's he's had a phenomenal season. We'll get to see him uh, here, right, for the all-star game? For the all-star game. Uh, Willie O'Ree, a congressional gold medal bill, is signed into law by President Biden. Uh, that is just uh, another accomplishment for Willie O'Ree, his number uh, hangs in the uh, rafters of the TD Garden in Boston, and this is just, that's, it's, it's wild. And uh, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman saying the esteemed honor is befitting Willie O'Ree, a pioneer whose impact on hockey has been groundbreaking, profound, and enduring. So Black History Month uh, in February, and this uh, this bill was uh, was signed in, and it was a bipartisan vote of 426 to nothing on January 19th. The House uh, passed the bill uh, below to high uh, honor uh, Willie Ree with the highest honor. Yeah, and just to add some some to that, some of the other uh, people who've been awarded this this uh, medal, George Washington, the Wright brothers, Jackie Robinson, Thomas Edison. Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King. I'd say that's some pretty esteemed company that's for awesome. for really O'Ree. Awesome. Uh, we have uh, something to give away. Yeah, we do. We uh, we're giving away tickets for Fan Fest, which is taking place the Truly Hard Seltzer NHL Fan Fair is coming Thursday, February third through Sunday, February sixth, in the West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center. By the way, they've redone that. That looks really really cool. Uh, this is a must-attend for any hockey fan. Tickets available at NHL.com slash fanfare. However, you don't need to uh, go there to get tickets because we have some for you right now. Oh, so what, uh, you, you you answer these phones. Okay. We always pick the number. Tonight, I'm going to let you pick the number. All right. Well, I believe uh, Willie O'Ree wore what, number 22? 22. So we will go with caller 22. Be caller 22 right now, and you can win a couple of tickets to Fanfare, the NHL's uh, festival uh, during All-Star Weekend uh, coming up this week in Las Vegas at the West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center, and uh, it's going to be awesome. All the trophies are there, legends uh, floating around. We'll be recording some podcasts over there. It's going to be awesome uh, as you uh, 
enter in and around the uh, West Hall and enjoy all that action Thursday through Sunday, even after the All-Star game is complete. The fanfare still continues. So we'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Oh, Christopher. One thing I want to mention, uh, Sidney Crosby's two goals away from 500 for his National Hockey League career. He has a couple of assists tonight as the Penguins lead the Washington Capitals 3-2, but uh, still at 498. Uh, Now you can take it over. Sure. So we were just talking about Willie O'Ree in in, uh, the last segment, and, uh, you know, I I was actually going to, that was actually going to be part of my catching up with Chapman, but one of the things that I will always remember about the night, the first night the Boston Bruins honored him, it was the 60th anniversary of him playing in that game. The Bruins hosted the Montreal Canadiens at the TD Garden Arena, and it was on January the 18th, 2018, and they had an honorary face-off before the game. Do you happen to remember who was involved in that honorary face-off? No, I don't. It was Zdeno Chara. And the guy who was the captain of the Boston Bruins at the time, now a member of the Golden Knights, Max Pacioretty. So uh, Pacioretty has a part in that. And, of course, Max, his mother, is of Mexican descent, so another minority player. So one of these times when I have the opportunity to talk to Max, I want to ask him what that moment was like for him being the son of a minority or or of uh, Mexican heritage what that moment was like to, to take part in, in a ceremony honoring the first black player in NHL history. Yeah, that'd be a, a really cool discussion to have with Max. And and his uh, father has had such an influence in his career as well. So uh, that uh, that's an area that I, that I know that Max uh, loves to, to go down. Uh, but the the ceremonial faceoff, yeah, that would be that would be a really cool milestone moment. As a captain of the Montreal Canadiens, you'd be involved in a lot of those. Uh, yeah, situations, but that would be one that you'd you'd print out in the eight by ten and have up in the office uh, uh, with uh, with the Boston Bruins and Montreal Canadiens honoring Willie. Yeah, I mean that's just super cool, and and uh, you know, unfortunately, we we really haven't had much opportunity to speak to Max a lot this year, but uh, hopefully at some point we'll have the opportunity to talk to him, and and I'd love to really just talk to him about what that moment was like for him because it seems like. Just away from hockey, it would be super, super cool. And I'm hoping at some point the NHL does what Major League Baseball did and they'll honor uh, Willie O'Ree by retiring his number league-wide. Now, I know that there's a lot that's involved in that. Um, You know, a couple players, I think Nick Holden, when he was here, he wore number 22. Um, So I'm sure there's other players around the league who wear that number. But it would be really cool to see the NHL retire that number league-wide, much like Major League Baseball has done with Jackie Robinson Day, and it would actually, we could even go a step further if they, they can't do that. I've actually been lucky enough to go to a Jackie Robinson Day. It was the Padres when they hosted the Rockies. I don't remember what year it was, but every player yeah, where's wears number 42, and, and that's a really cool thing. I mean, yeah, it's maybe a little hard to keep track of, of who's doing what, and there's no penalties in baseball like there are in hockey, but... It would be a, a, a kind of a cool gesture to see every player in the league wear number but 22. But every now and then they'll wear, they'll wear the same number in pregame. Like tonight, that, no, they're going to wear their Lunar New Year uh, sweaters, and you could you could put the, the same number on, on all those. In pregames. Yeah, yeah. In pregame, but, uh, but you can't. Yeah, yeah it would be hard. Very, very By the way, to do that. only a few players in the Golden Knights, their, their names, because I know they're doing the Lunar New Year jerseys, 
Zach Whitecloud, he won't be skating tonight, but he's got probably the best translation from Chinese to his name. It's uh, Bayuan, which is Whitecloud oh. in Chinese. And I've told him that, and he thought it was really cool. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, you were one of the few guys. Stone actually translates as well, but I don't remember or know how to say it in Chinese. But Bayuan is, is Whitecloud in, in Chinese. So he thought it was really cool when I told him, yeah, I think you're the only guy whose name translated properly from Chinese thing. I think Flurry did as well because that's flower. So I, I believe that translated pretty well. But uh, yeah, so so cool night. Golden Knights against the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Uh, Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, Cody Eakin on the other side. Golden Knights need a win. They can get to 11 games above 500 for the first time this season, which would be great. Also, Anaheim's come back and tie them for first place. Games in hand uh, favor the Vegas Golden Knights. But uh, an opportunity to, to separate themselves from that deadlock atop the Pacific Division. This is a big game for Vegas. Uh, they worked so hard through that four-game road trip by shutting out Washington and playing such a great game against Tampa and winning in the shootout, finding a way to get the single point uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. You go 2-1-1, one, one, five of eight points in that road trip, and you come home and you're facing uh, a Buffalo Sabres team that uh, is in a very fluid situation with their lineup. They've had a lot of COVID-positive tests on this road trip that they're on. In fact, uh, they're carrying upwards of 30 players. I don't know whether that's the exact number now, uh, given that uh, that after their practice yesterday, but uh, spoke to somebody in and around uh, the rink uh, yesterday, and they said that because there's uh, so much uh, uncertainty about who is going to be able to play, uh, they had a bunch of players called up from Rochester at the American Hockey League. So uh, it'll Yikes. be interesting to see exactly who is on the ice uh, tonight for the Buffalo Sabres, but we do expect Krebs. We do expect... Uh, uh, can we do expect uh, Alex Tuck to be on the on the ice tonight. But the two points, I loved what Pete DeBoer said today. The two points tonight against the Buffalo Sabres, who are 20 points behind Vegas in the overall standings, are just as important as the two points that they won via the shootout against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Take care of business. Absolutely. This is finish strong before the All-Star break and uh, start back up after because it's going to be a grind following uh, uh, the to, pause. Uh, uh, Logan Thompson for joining us. Tavis Strand also stopping by, the uh, lead game producer for AT&T Sportsnet. Gary Lawless, uh, always such a great sport uh, when he pops on the program as we bicker back and forth, uh, as well as uh, Chris Chapman uh, on the on the show. Welcome back, pal. Yeah, thanks. Yesterday was uh, an interesting day, yeah. to say the least. Well, it's good that you're safe, that you're healthy, and uh, we're all back together later this week uh, with uh, Ryan Wallace. But up next, it's Doug Marsh handling the pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas ahead of the Golden Knights against the Buffalo Sabres.